0: And so it begins. The most erratic naming system for a Hollywood franchise starts right here with Too Fast, Too Furious. Let's see if turning up the action, adding a little comedy and a proper cheesy villain can improve upon the original. welcome everyone to the collector's cut i am peter and joining me as always is david you might want to keep your eyes on the road playboy (laughs) this is a movie podcast we are working through the first half of the fast and the furious franchise at the moment so this is going to be our discussion on too fast too furious which is probably also going to be the start of when we complain about the way they titled these movies cuz this is where it all really began in in a way cuz they could have just called this The Fast and the Furious 2 yeah or, or something maybe The Fast and the Furious colon uh like Florida Electric Boogaloo <laughs> or something vice but they went they went with Too Fast Too Furious and uh which would be fine if the next one was called 3 Fast 3 Furious but they they didn't do the- that
1: This, I feel like, comes from the same exact problem of the Now You See Me movies, which apparently is now a trilogy, where they never actually considered the fact that they were going to get more. They didn't plan ahead. And so they just were like, yeah, wow, we got a second one. All right, we'll call that one Too Fast, Too Furious. And then Brian, and not the star, but like the accountant for the movie, stood up, and he was like, excuse, isn't that going to be a problem if we have a third? And it was like, shut up, Brian. We're not going to get a third one of these. You crazy?
0: I like how you preemptively picked the name Brian. Realize that, that may be confusing mm-hmm. because the character mm-hmm. in the movie is called Brian. And instead of just picking a different name, you just specified well, not that Brian. It's because even in this movie, I still
1: can't imagine a dorkier name for a street racer than Brian. <laughs> I don't understand why they went with that in the first movie. Everyone else in this movie has a cool name. And
0: then there's Brian. Yeah, Roman, Tedge, Suki. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Suki's cool, but... Uh, yeah. i can't i kind of hear sookie and not think uh true blood sadly yeah uh
1: my girlfriend is currently finishing up rewatching that so that's all i had the entire time she was on screen Sucker.
0: Sucker. so yes uh, too fast too furious we'll start spoiler free as we always do obviously there may Thanks. be a few little spoilers for the first movie because a sequel uh right from the get-go but uh we'll keep general spoilers for this one until we give you the warning mm-hmm. uh we have lost vin diesel we've lost michelle rodriguez we Um, lost everyone. Well, we've kept two. We've kept Paul Walker, sadly, Mm -hmm. uh, who's still shit, uh, uh, a very poor actor. Uh, Do you know what it is? Every time he says the word bro, I just die a little inside. And he says it a lot. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with saying bro. He just comes across to me as like, and it's the the big t-shirt he's been as well. He comes Mm -hmm. across to me as like a 12-year-old from 2003, when this came out. who is trying to sound cool like everyone else and just like no you're like some rich family's kid who like plays gran turismo (laughs) in his bedroom stop it (laughs) i
1: i feel like the biggest issue here is that once we get to like the second half of the movies whenever we are going to get to that Mm -hmm. i imagine he's probably going to be in like the style of the time which is the button-down shirts and form-fitting clothes that make Mm. him look like an adult so seeing him here is just kind of like kid, just just stop. You're like thirty, man. Yeah, yeah. Stop.
0: It's it's it does not play well. So yeah. every and he he does call everyone bro, and he says it a lot, mm-hmm. and every time he says it, I just I'm like you feel like and that would be fine if the whole point of the character is that he's like trying to sound cool and he's failing and that was the point that'd be fine but he's not he's supposed to just be cool
1: (laughs) if there was a thing if there was like a subplot of people saying like oh you got to grow up you got to stop being so immature i would 100 percent accept him saying bro all the time but there isn't everyone is on the same level here
0: so, you got him, and uh, we have Agent Bilkins, the FBI mm. guy from The Last One's Back, when they were still trying to pretend that this was a movie about undercover cops. Yep. I say a movie, a franchise about undercover cops, I should say. Uh, what's,
1: what's strange, though, is that the first movie, I feel like, yes, it was a plot element, and probably the main plot element, but it still felt like it wasn't that important. This movie was all in on the undercover sting operation.
0: Well it had like, to be because they lost all the other yeah. actors. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but we introduce Roman played by Tyrese Gibson, who is a mainstay. Mm-hmm. He is I mean, I thought he's in the next one or I don't even know about the fourth. But certainly when it gets to the the yeah. super like hero almost franchise that it becomes once, he's around. Once in the we team. get
1: to the point where the titles don't have to have either the word fast or furious <laughs> in them, that's when they become a mainstay.
0: Well they always have one of those.
1: Yeah, but one or the other. they yes. suddenly decided either they can be quick or they can be angry. They can't be
0: both. <laughs> um So, and I the other one who sticks around to some degree is uh Ludacris' character, mm-hmm. Ted, who owns the, the garage. He's still around in some of the later movies. Uh Every other character in this, I don't think comes... I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe they have some small parts or something, but certainly yeah. from memory, I don't think uh, the other characters do. But the other ones that are introduced uh or eva mendez's character monica who is an undercover agent as well Mm -hmm. uh and then our villain and that was the big difference for me in this movie i think is that this movie actually has a proper villain i mean i know that we had the asian gang in the last one but those were barely characters whereas here this is a proper cartoony over the top like evil guy who's threatening to kill people all the time uh he's just you know the rich you know mob boss bad guy Played by mm-hmm. Cole Hauser, who I mainly just know from Pitch Black, which I'm amusingly as a Vin Diesel movie. Uh, I'm I'm looking for what I know him for because I guess,
1: nah, he's it says Goodwill Hunting, but I don't even remember who he was in that. So that, I don't think I really know him that
0: much. Probably a small role, then I imagine, because I don't remember yeah. him in that either. Uh, and then the other notable actor that's here is another like so the, there's the fbi guy but there's also the guy from customs who's also kind of like in charge and that is uh mm. played by james remar who i was happy to see because i like james remar yeah he was good uh of course i know him as the dad from dexter yeah most people probably do these days but before he was the second raiden he's in the raiden the second mortal kombat okay. movie but he's from the warriors he's from uh he was on black lightning when that was on he was like the alfred type character in that like he he's he's been popping up all over the place for decades Uh, so very distinct voice
1: Mm. but uh can i can i just throw out real quick before we move too far away from him i was trying to figure out who the main villain reminded me of every time he popped up yes and it's matthew mcconaughey's character from tropic thunder
0: Okay. Do you remember
1: how he looked in that? He has the exact same look, like the sort of perm, but still slicked back hair. Okay, okay, He's yeah. just general sleazy. I don't uh, know. Every time I saw him, I just expected him to do like the, all right, all right, all right. Uh,
0: yeah, I could see it. Okay, I could see it. Uh, yeah. Other Otherwise, you know, the characters aren't really that big. I mean, uh, we mentioned Suki because she gets a little bit more time than the others, but there's a mm-hmm. few other street racers that are interested at the start who are just kind of there to be extra bodies. When stuff's oh, yeah. going down later, she has a little bit more, and that she's kind of around the garage and talks she's to. His a Brian little bit a more, and that
1: she's the only female driver in this movie. And they were like, "Well, we gotta put one of them in."
0: That's true. That's true. I mean, obviously, we have a, a, a bigger female lead, but she's not. Uh, you know, she's not in the cars. She's she's yeah. not driving anything. Uh,
1: Does she even once mention cars? Does Eva Mendes ever actually say anything about the cars in the entire movie?
0: She said she'll ride with you, cowboy.
1: That's right. She was well, in a car. There you go. She's in a car. That's all it takes.
0: And the passenger seat, but she was in a okay. car. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that is our... Uh, also, minor, minor character, but we do see Flash from Batman Begins pops up at one point. Also in is the that, same role! Oh, he's a corrupt cop. He's That's his typecast, apparently. As
1: soon as he, wa- he came back into the back room in order to talk to the villain... And, like, he's just... The, he doesn't even look any different. He's the same guy.
0: <laughs> so, that's basically the cast. The director's John Singleton, who I have heard of, but when I actually look up his movies, there's, like, nothing there that I've really seen or... You know, he's he's done some know. TV episodes or TV shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's known because he wrote Boys in the Hood, but as far okay. as directing goes... um like, I don't think... Oh, you know, he did direct that as well, yeah. But he, he did... Uh, he had the Shaft movie, which I, don't, I have, which I have seen and I didn't like very much. Uh, okay. He did Four Brothers with Mark Wahlberg. I think these days he's more known because he, you know, he, he was a... He, you know, he directed at least one episode of Empire. He directed some Snowfall mm-hmm. and FX. Like, I think... So Prestige TV seems to be more, more where he's yeah. aimed at these days. but
1: And then it looks as though the writers are a... Like a dual pair, they always work together and they have just written they're executive producers on the entirety of the
0: Chicago TV series. Oh, so they're Everyone making is... lots of money then, that's, that's yep. good for them, I suppose. Yeah. Uh so with all that out of the way, I mean the basic premise of this is that Brian's not a cop anymore. He's just a street racer because he loves that life. Yep. And very And early...
1: also he got fired. I feel like that's important.
0: <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah. he also got fired because he let the yeah bad guy go before uh, mm. uh respect damn it so he the is family. actually arrested early on in this film an fbi guy and james remar want him to go undercover one more time for this operation because obviously he's got a believable backstory now because he's actually been fired and you know they already set up mm-hmm. all this backstory with him doing well that was even fake was it he did do two years for something i think yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so they've got all this and they're like hey we we want you to do this thing operation to catch this drug lord who's going to try and flee with all his money we need to catch him with the money and it's like okay fine i want a partner and he mentions a best friend from childhood that never came up once in the in the last movie (laughs) i mean why would he
1: because i i will give the movie credit is that they specifically say that they've been on the outs for years like ever since brian that's true
0: and it's obviously yes he had a life before the first movie i have no problem with them saying he had friends or he had family or whatever that's all fine the only mm-hmm. the only problem is is that immediately when he brings them up he sounds super important to him and the second thing is that they go out of their way to thematically tie it to Vin Diesel's character because like he has this guilt over oh he became a cop and his friend went to prison uh mm-hmm. and so he he's he sort of not trusted them because he's the enemy now because he's a he's a cop yeah. and Later on in the movie, when they're talking about, like, oh, you let that guy go away back in L.A., right? Is is that because you felt guilty about me? He's like, yeah, that was probably part of it. Because they thematically tied it to that, it does kind of feel weird that Brian never once alluded to that he felt guilty about someone else. You know, just... Obviously, he didn't, because he didn't know they were going to do this. But if he did feel guilty about, like, a friend who he feels somewhat responsible for going away, or at least feels guilty that his friend won't trust him anymore... Because it does seem relevant. Like, you know, that, that, like, him respecting someone and not wanting them to go away. I, I yeah. feel like, you know, it does feel relevant enough that it is a little weird that there was never even, like, a little nod to it in the first one. Again, I mean, I know why. Yeah. But, yeah,
1: clearly, I, I'm, from a perspective of, let's say they did have both movies in mind, I guess it would come down to, from a writing standpoint, even if you knew you were doing the second thing, you, there would be no point where he'd, turn to Dom and say, like, yeah, my best friend got arrested and that's why I'm letting you go as well. It's like, well, no. It's... The only time they had post-Brian revealing he's a cop is them just sitting at a stoplight about to drag race. Like, that's the only time it would have come up and clearly it wouldn't have. I get, I get why he didn't just explain to him, by the way, you remind me of my friend Roman. <laughs> he's on house arrest down the yard. Like, no, nah, we get it.
0: No, no. You yeah, I... yeah, the... the... It it just it feels like just an allusion to the idea that there's you know he's not the first person who's on the other side of the law that he's sympathized mm-hmm. with you know just just some sort of broad idea like that.
1: I mean, he's a street racer. Everyone that he works with is on the wrong side of the law. Well, now if they got caught, yeah. <laughs> Uh, i mean the i think the obvious reason i think i read this somewhere is that they came up with two drafts of the script one for if vin diesel came back and one for if he didn't and they shared basically the same plot so this character is just oh yeah he's
0: basically he's given a partner he doesn't want who doesn't know anything about cars and he Mm -hmm. says no if we're doing this i want my guy and yeah very clearly if they had vin diesel back he'd be like i want dom i want dom to be my partner in this yeah and yeah that would have worked it would have made more sense as a direct sequel obviously now everyone comes back a few movies later so it doesn't really matter anymore but right. at the time you can understand why that would have been the more perfect sequel can um, you
1: imagine if they did this but like they were like look we got to get someone back and they brought back like the actor who played vince <laughs> or the actor who played like some just
0: nobody uh, walks leon in, that in, was a- walks michelle rodriguez like why'd you get See, me not they- dom
1: <laughs> that'd be okay if only because at that point i mean she would have already done the first resident evil at that point yeah
0: yeah yeah people would have known who she was yeah yeah
1: so she'd come back
0: as an actual name power uh but yes so yeah they even cast another bald man actually i'm just i'm just thinking mm-hmm. if i'm thinking of roman which is Tyrese Gibson's character if i'm thinking yep. of roman as a replacement for dom i'm like yeah he's another bald guy <laughs> yeah
1: they actually I mean, his- his personality is the opposite side. He is very energetic yeah. and well, all over the place. I
0: think that's an intentional choice because he effectively is the replacement for Dom. They intentionally went as, as far in the opposite direction as they could. Yeah. To, to so you wouldn't think about Dom, mm. uh, which is you know fair. Like that's probably the smart thing to do in that case. Mm. Uh, but yes, yeah, so with all that, with the setup out of the way, they're, they're going to have to pick up some money and drive it off in the big sting. But the movie builds up to that, and that's where it mm-hmm. ultimately goes. Uh, We'll get into everything else, but uh, David, first time watch for both of us. How did you feel about Too Fast, Too Furious?
1: Uh, Okay, so from my brief little research I looked into it, I found that a lot of people actually prefer this one to the Mm -hmm. first one, just in terms of it's a stupid little fun movie. Like, it's not something where you do have to get bogged down by the inter-character stuff. It's just, no, look at them it's they're driving around and for you as a bonus they actually turn their wheels at time they're steering uh, wheels
0: they, they, yeah they turn the car in the first race and i thought oh finally some drama in this race <laughs> because they're actually trying to overtake each other and it's yep. not the only way they overtake each other either there's a jump oh, we'll and everything get to
1: that. yep but yeah. um but as for me i can see that i can understand why people would look back on this as just not it's it's the action follow-up to the more serious movie i don't want to i was about to make the comparison of like t2 to t1 but obviously that's much different but it's the same sort of thing of the sequel just has more action scenes it's more fun i guess than the original one was so in that regard i think i actually kind of preferred this one a little bit over the first one do i like it eh it's not something I, I purposely rented this movie off youtube and the top comment on it was every guy has to re-watch this movie once per year out of nostalgia <laughs> and i was like no that's not Mm-mm. that's not going to happen but i will admit it was at least enjoyable
0: the sad part is, is that probably somewhere in our age range whoever oh, said yeah. that this is that's someone who was like 12 when it came out and yeah
1: meanwhile he's driving a sedan and he's like i could have been brian
0: <laughs> i could have been a boring wash white guy amongst much cooler people just no. like brian yeah uh which that's the other thing about uh, Robin. That once again uh he has far more charisma than paul walker does mm-hmm. <laughs> so just uh throw that out there yep. um yeah, so obviously I was very vocal about how much I hated uh, the first movie. I always did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would concur that this is the better movie out of the two uh, for a couple of reasons. One, it isn't as bogged down in what I think was fairly just dull, unbelievable drama from the last one. I also yeah. think it's just better paced. Uh, it crescendos to a climax at the right time in the movie. Uh you know, it's the, it's the complete opposite of the last movie where it felt like the, the third act came out of nowhere. They all just sort of, oh, it's time for the yeah. third act now. Whereas here, look, they spend the entire movie building up to what the third act is going to be. So you've got that. I wouldn't say it's necessarily that good of a movie because it's still, I mean, Paul Walker's still the lead role. And that's like just unbelievable at every juncture. But yeah. I will say that while I don't really like the villain and he is far too cartoony, and I did sort of roll my eyes a few times when he was being like, I'm evil and I like cigars yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Um, It did feel like, interestingly knowing where the franchise is going to go, it did feel like the first couple of little seeds for what it will become are kind of in here. There's a, just there's a couple of outrageous moments in two of the, the action or race sequences that are like, mm-hmm. oh, that feels a bit more like the absurdity that's coming down the line. Yep um and then even the fact that there's a villain who's kind of evil and like clearly the villain of the movie like again the later movies are going to have villains not all of them i don't think but a lot of them do
1: the moment that they brought in brian and they had you know this is our guy and they had like the four screens with like different maps and all the layers and all that i was like this is you just reuse this set for the next like 15 movies
0: yeah 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 it's definitely even just the idea that like Obviously, recruiting them to do something is still something that comes up later in the series. Uh, mm-hmm. Although it tends to be much bigger things. It's like, we need you to steal this secret, secret thing out of this museum. And to do it, you're going to have to drive through the museum at 100 miles per hour. <laughs>
1: or something. See, I know you're probably talking about one specifically, but not knowing the series, I don't know which one. And it'll well, be a I, shock when we get no, there.
0: I don't remember them well enough to spe- spe- specify a, a, mm. a haste, but it very much becomes that kind of thing. Uh, but obviously, there's still a lot of DNA of the first one in this, mainly because they're mm-hmm. still treating Brian like the main character. Whereas I can tell you from seeing six and seven that mm. Brian is like it's an ensemble movie, and Vin Diesel is the leader of the ensemble. It is not a the Brian focused movie anymore. Oh yeah. Whereas this is still that, uh, at least as a twofer with uh, with Roman.
1: I've I've never seen a franchise that got so many chances to just hash out exactly what it was. Like, you would think, you know, a a franchise, you know, it starts off with its first movie, it goes into sequels, and then it just kind of tries to find its way, but then ends up faltering. This series manages to keep on trying different things. Like, oh, we're going to completely change up the cast in the third movie, and then we're going to bring back the old cast in the fourth movie. And nobody ever calls it out. It's just... No, they just keep on continuing forward with what they're doing. I've never seen any franchise get that many chances to succeed.
0: It's very—it's almost like Universal were determined to have a franchise, and they they kept making movies, and it wasn't until, uh, like they like it's almost like they were spinning their wheels with these like two and three because they wanted the whole cast back, and they finally got up with four, and then it made enough money, and they started to propel from there, and it sort of kept mm-hmm. everyone around. Because I know. Uh, this will be more relevant next time, but I know there's a post-credit scene I think in three with Vin Diesel, and if I remember correctly, they got him to do that because they let him make whatever the next Riddick movie was. He wanted uh, to do he wanted to do a Riddick movie, and they said, "Well, let you do it if you do a little little scene in <laughs> a <yeah, laughs> Fast and Furious movie." But it's so I funny did. though because I'm pretty sure you know Fast Furious four through what will be eleven eventually. Will be by far the most lucrative thing Vin Diesel has ever done, and he's probably thankful they forced him into it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's just it's it's insane. I said this last time, but it's insane how everyone kind of left and they came back, but they're probably all so thankful it became the juggernaut that it did because they're probably Mm -hmm. all making a fortune off of it versus what they may have been doing otherwise. So, you know. I it is so weird so judging this movie it's kind, of, it's kind of a weird just analysis of like what this was before it became what it was going mm-hmm. to become um, and where it's transitioned from the first movie how far along is it it's definitely a little bit sillier it's a bit more over the top it's nothing compared to what it's going to become but there's definitely mm-hmm. elements of those things uh, one of the interesting things that I was noting as well because you know minor spoiler for future movies but Brian and uh, what's Dom's sister's name Mia? oh yeah Mia, Mia? Uh, so they're 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 going to be like together at some point in the future, right? They're, 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 like they're going to treat them like the soulmates, effectively. So it's really mm. funny watching this one where it, they're sort of joking about it as if oh, Brian just always falls for whoever whatever woman's involved oh, yeah. in his case because he's fallen for Eva Mendez in this one, just like he fell for me in the last one. Uh and I just I th- I thought that was kind of funny given that later on they're gonna treat me like no no, they're their life partners. They're they're gonna be destined to be together. Uh but clearly at this point they didn't know they were gonna have our back, so they're so they're just yeah. treating it as a I joke. Mean,
1: with a show or with a uh, franchise going this long, I do almost want to compare it to like TV shows where it's like, oh no, on this season they couldn't get this actress back because mm. she had some other obligations. So we introduced this little like half-love interest for this season. Just to more further the real love interest later on. Now obviously they had no clue whether or not they were going to be able to get Mia
0: back, but Yeah. How did you feel about Eva Mendez? I, I I don't know if <sighs> I think she she's she's not terrible or anything, but I don't think I think she's good either.
1: Yeah, so the whole thing is that people tell us throughout this movie of her character being duplicitous, of her being, "Oh, is she actually still working undercover do, do, do or you know? did she go native?"
0: Do you know this actually might be the worst plot point of this whole movie because it's just, Mm. it's all forced in dialogue. And I especially felt like Roman constantly brings it up. He's like, see, she was clearly enjoying that. There's a a scene in this movie, we'll get into it in spoilers later, but there's a Mm -hmm. scene in this movie where they're all with the villain when he's doing something really bad. And after the scene, Roman's like, see, she was into that. And I'm like, I just watched the scene. She looked terrified the entire yeah. time. What are you talking about? <laughs> she didn't seem like she was into that at all. So I'm like, this just feels like a made up plot point. That you you it's yeah. almost like you shot all of these scenes talking about her maybe being a bad guy later and mm-hmm. none of the rest of the movie matches it at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, I feel like there was weird. there might have like supposed to have been a scene where they betray where Eva Mendes's character betrays the two of them and like gives them some false info or something, but It just never happened. Everything she did was on the straight and narrow, but every other person was just like, nah, she's sleeping with the bad guy. That means she's bad too.
0: It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, they kept bringing it up, and I'm like, nothing in the movie is actually supporting this suspicion. I don't know. I've not seen a damn thing.
1: But because of that, you asked me what I thought of Eva Mendes' character, mm-hmm. I thought she did a very poor job of playing a duplicitous character because there was nothing there. She just seemed like she was up and up the whole time.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Although I question if that was actually originally in the script when <laughs> she was yeah. playing the role. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, that, that's the thing. It doesn't feel like she comes across poorly in terms of like, you know, she she doesn't sound... She's not like brian in some scenes like paul walker in some scenes just sounds like he's really fo- like not phoning it in but he's like faking it like he's really trying hard to be the mm-hmm. cool action movie lead and he just isn't really quite suited to the role yep. she never comes across as that it just feels that like she's playing a different character than what the rest of the cast are telling the shits mm-hmm. so i don't know something something got lost somewhere in translation w- whether it was like rewrites after she'd already played most of her part or something i don't know I mean there was
1: at the no real spoilers but at the very end of this movie she turns to Roman and is just like do you believe me now? And I'm like okay so she knew about the plot I guess she was aware but That's true. at no other point in the, her entire performance does it seem like she's anything but 100% devoted to her job. So if if this was added in post she did a fine enough job with undercover officer if, however, she was told beforehand, you're supposed to be a little duplicitous, I didn't buy it for a minute.
0: No. Yeah, the, it's, like, it's like they were trying to like create some extra drama because they didn't think they had enough. They're like, oh, we need oh, some yeah. other like potential hurdle for the characters to get well, over.
1: I think it was supposed to be a thing of, you know, we had the last movie where Brian fell for Mia. Mia being, you know, they're star-crossed lovers. One's a cop and one's in this crime life how are they going to ever be able to survive they just wanted that same sort of thing again where it's oh brian's on the up and up but is this woman he's into also there
0: well yeah knows that's that's the drama is that they're trying to suggest that she's turned to respect the people she's with like he did in the last movie Mm -hmm. uh but the people she's with are much worse obviously uh
1: and that there's an interesting story there they could have explored of going back on hey you let the bad guy get away. You went native in the last movie. This girl's doing the same thing. Where's the moral line that you could draw? Where, like, how do you say that she's worse than you were then? And there's an interesting story there, but they just never press on it.
0: No, no. The movie, and almost, in some ways, it's for its benefit, because I think if it got bogged down, in it, it would probably go into mm-hmm. the dreary territory the last one get into oh, it yeah. that I thought was quite dull. Um... And it's not to say that there's not story potential there. It's just I don't think the writing of this movie was maybe up to the task of actually handling it. So keeping it to, no, wisecracking, you know, car duo. Honestly, if I have one kind of broad question that kind of pokes at the plot of this movie that I don't quite understand that they never, ever once even try to explain Mm -hmm. is that right from the get-go, this bad guy wants two drivers to Mm -hmm. transport his money, right? Right. Two drivers and two cars, and that's yep. the plan the whole time is that they're going to take two cars and Whatever and that leads us to like, oh Brian needs like a, a second And that's why we get, get his buddy in and that's our, our, our duo, or lead duo But mm-hmm. at no point in the movie did they ever like I was just thinking like Why not just one car? It's, 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 there's not that many bags of money that c- it can fit in one and the only explanation that I could sort of like put in myself was that, well, in case one of them gets caught, the other half of the money still gets to the bad guy. But they also drive the entire time, like, side by side. So the chances are, if one's getting caught, the other one is too. It's not like they take different routes. So I don't know why. It's just just there because the movie needs it to be too.
1: (laughs) Here's the thing. The entire plot of this movie fails on the most basic level because when we get to the point where they say what the plan is, the plan is take the money from this third person's house at point a and meet me at the airstrip. And then we will take the, I'm going to take the money and leave. That's the entirety of the plan. And the cops want to catch him with the money in order to link him to all these crimes. That's why they need to make the arrest at the airstrip. But we clearly see that the car that they're driving in makes it to the airstrip without any sort of issues so there's no reason he couldn't have brought the money himself down to the airstrip that's that's, that's like a good point. there's there, there's nothing there's no reason for this plot to exist except that i think he thinks he has eyes on him and he does but at that point they're still going to have eyes on you at the airstrip so i don't understand any of what the reason we needed these drivers was to begin with and it's not like it's a cross country trip where you need skilled drivers to be able to make it it's at most 20 minutes away it seems
0: yeah they do go on the highway but you know not for a that long a time yeah, yeah it's just a yeah it's, it's not a huge trip but yeah so yeah. that was just something that was occurring to me as i was as i was watching mm-hmm. it um but yeah the action's a bit more you know over the top, you know. There's a couple oh, of yeah. there's a couple of key moments where it goes a bit nuts. Uh, it does start off with a, a typical street race, although the rest of the movie's not about street racing per se. It's just kind of the mm. world that Brian's in now, uh, and has people to sort of rely on. You know, at certain points. Uh, you but, mean like a family? We're not quite there yet. We're not <laughs> in family territory, uh, but we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, yeah, I. It's definitely an easier watch than the first one. And it's, mm. it, it, you know, it, it didn't. It's not, it's not as annoying, I would say. There's definitely, don't get me wrong, I still, I, I remember I was a little worried that I was going to be just as annoyed because the opening like 10 minutes are the worst parts of the first movie where it's just lots of music playing as lots of people like, like working their cars, cleaning their cars, a lot yeah. of sexy babes bending over their, their, their car hoods and things like that everyone like,
1: presses the button and goes into warp speed in there
0: yeah yeah so there's a lot of that but it's kind of limited for the most part to that first 15 minutes and then it kind of mm. is like okay we've got a plot now so let's actually just focus on that which yep was to its benefit i don't think it's necessarily a great movie and i think there or even a good movie and that's largely just down to the characters themselves particularly brian but like the characters themselves and like what they're actually doing is not that interesting and while it does focus more on its plot which is built and you know i like the pacing of the plot and that it builds up to this plan that so it's kind of like a heist movie essentially we've got this mm-hmm. plan we're building up to it that focus is good but at the same time everything with the villain and the poor implementation of like you know which side is she on like yeah. that stuff feels so undercooked that I do think the plot feels really half baked uh, as well. Yeah.
1: I mean that's that's the issue. You you've got to run the gambit of you have to have the plot be interesting and complex enough that it's not just immediately predictable, but you also need it to be easy enough to follow that these action scenes can just have you turn your brain off and you don't think about, oh, well, this person's doing this thing this time. The first movie went more on the complexity, less on the action. This one went more on the action and left the plot out to dry.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, still not good, but I I will say it was an easier watch than the first one. Uh, And I would definitely mark it a little bit higher, which, you know, I wasn't sure I was going to say that about it, so I'm at least slightly positive.
1: I mean, any movie that replaces the word two with the number two, You're already going in with low
0: expectations. (laughs) I'm trying to think of another example. Was there another example? I know there's been at
1: least one. I can't remember what it is. I
0: don't know. Uh, I can't think of one, but yeah. Boys, Two Men. That was a sequel. (laughs) As opposed to the first movie, which was Boys, One Men? Yeah. Boys, The Man. Okay, okay. Uh so I guess we'll give the spoiler warning and start talking right. about the rest of the movie then. So full spoilers for too fast, too furious, you have been warned. So like I say the movie opens with just and they they give Brian this like uh the hero entrance, right? So there's a oh, street, yeah. there's a street race going on and uh Ludacris plays uh, ted Tedge who's running the street race and he's like sort of like getting the bets and but there's only three races, and once again, and this was a lot of this in this movie in multiple different groups, but the uh, the, the Power Rangers color coding, where each car mm-hmm. is a, a bright different color, so like, they're really distinct. But what really got me about this, actually, is that in this opening street race, not only do you have like, each car, so like Suki's car, I think, I want to say hers was pink, maybe I'm just thinking that because she's the girl, but like I think she was pink. I think yeah. we've got uh, the guy from Prison Break, the Hispanic guy, he uh, had like an orange car, I think, and then other dudes uh i think green maybe he was like a green and then brian showed up and he's he's gray but what really got me is that not only did they have the distinct colors of car is that when they were just about to start racing i i thought that um like behind suki there was a bunch of girls wearing pink like her car and Mm -hmm. behind like the what the orange car there was people wearing orange and i noticed that it got to brian he's just wearing a white t-shirt. Like he's got a big white t-shirt on and I know it looked like behind him there was just a bunch of people wearing like white shirts and I thought that's not even a dress like code or a uniform. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. They were going like, so, it was like they had pit crews but they're street racers. It's, uh, anyway, so the point is I was getting the Warriors, at, the point I was getting at, hey, we got Ajax's in it, so why not? Yeah. Um, but the point I was getting at is that they're, they're short a driver. They need to have four people for some reason and they're going to call the race off and I'm like, it's a street race what you you got regulations you follow here hey
1: if we learned anything from john wick season it's that every <laughs> illegal anything has
0: a code that they strictly adhere to so he's like sorry i think i've got someone who can fill in so he, he calls up brian but they, they sort of shoot him like you don't see his face he's just like silhouette or he's shot mm. from behind and he's like hey there's a race on Do you want? And he's like, "Yeah, be here in five minutes." And he like races down to the start line, and he shows up, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's Brian!" It's like, okay, so in Florida, he's like, you know, hot shot. He's the dom of Miami. (laughs) Yeah.
1: See, okay, this is what got me, and it's the thing that continues out through this whole movie is that they keep on pointing out like, "Oh man, Brian, he's such a good driver," despite the fact that he was crap when we were in California. Uh-huh. But even beyond that, in the very first scene that we see Brian in the last movie, he points out how in his car, before he's learned any skills at all, he caps out at 140 miles per hour. Then they show these car speedometers, and they're barely cracking 100. Like, multiple times yeah, so throughout this movie. That
0: makes sense then in a weird way, because it's like he's went down to the lower league. Yeah. He's now, he's now the big fish in the smaller pond. That, that's what they've effectively done here. Miami's yeah. street racing scene is not as elite and prestigious as as California's as apparently. California's. That being
1: said, they came up with a much better solution for blocking off roads in that they just stole some road close signs. Yeah, this,
0: this was even more organized and, like, considerate, because this was like, no, no, people, you know, like we've got all these road close signs, we're mm-hmm. going to, like... It's like, this is way better than just having the cars blocking yeah. the streets. There's no Pizza Hut guy who's going to be complaining. Yeah, Rob Cohen. Piss off. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, like, they have the race. Um, They, they kind of kill it on the, the wishing effect, except for when they turn on the NOS, and then oh, yeah. it's like, they go to warp speed, and it's a bit silly. But mm-hmm. um, they do have to turn corners, though. They're, they're trying to overtake each other. And yep. I will also say that I feel like they did a better job, and maybe it's because they're, they're so, like, cartoony, and they're all d- different, right colors. But I felt they did a better job here of establishing the four different obviously we know brian but they've established the three mm-hmm. other characters enough that you know even the, the the fight for third and fourth place felt like there was a little bit to it because it was like okay it was suki and it was the hispanic guy and they were trying to overtake each other there was at least a little bit of context for those two in the back as well it wasn't just yeah. uh, just because there's more cars behind them
1: see I, in the sense of the movie i get it as to why it's oh even in the back you're fighting for it but the prize is winner takes all, so I don't understand yeah. why they were vying between third and fourth place
0: respect David I guess because whoever comes last is the little bitch, and uh obviously I think he
1: said, two of them did not finish,
0: so that's true that's true. well, that's the thing. there's a gimmick at the end of this like so I yeah. just again, I love that in later movies we're going to be driving on like frozen ice we're going to be like dodging missiles, but in this movie. Like, okay, we're going to up the last movie by just having a little bit of a jump. We're going to have a little mm-hmm. jump at the end. He's uh, got a 15-foot drop off a ramp. That's yeah, all you got to do. Yeah, is, uh some got, got connections. He's got someone who works at the, the bridge to like raise mm-hmm. the bridge a little bit, so they've got a jump at the end. Which, if I was... Like, when Suki lands especially, because she does make the jump, she's, she's only the second... Well, the... There is another guy who jumps, but he doesn't land properly. He ends up getting into a ditch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but Suki makes the jump and she lands, but not as well as Brian does. And the f- entire front of her car just kind of falls off. And I'm yeah. like, if I was her, I'd because they they didn't know there was going to be a like a jump. Like they, this was a surprise to all the drivers. Oh yeah. So if I was her, and we know these people are pumping silly money into their into their vehicles, I would be pissed. Oh yeah. And that's the
1: the one guy who didn't finish, um you said the guy from Prison Break, I think. Yeah. He just doesn't do it. He's like, nah, screw that and he just turns off to the side of the road. He'd rather not finish than try to make that jump.
0: Which makes sense to me. He's like, Yeah, this yeah. is going to be rid of my car. I'm not doing this. Yes. I'm
1: sorry, I'm go and they actually say right before the race of how much money everyone's been putting into their cars, so it would one hundred percent make sense of like, I have no chance to win the prize money and I'm going to possibly wreck my car. I'm out.
0: Yeah because uh, the other guy uh, the one who does make, the one who's kind of competing with Brian uh, what's his mm-hmm. name Slapjack apparently according to the IMDB
1: I don't think they ever said it
0: no <laughs> but um, like there's a line with him and his girlfriend whoever where she's like you have to win this we need to pay rent this month and I'm like Stop putting so much money in your car if you're struggling to pay rent. <laughs> not even that. Right, before, right when they
1: arrive, Brian says, like, how about we raise the stakes a little bit? And they raise the stakes explicitly to 3500 per driver. And I'm like, that's not enough to make rent in 2003. Just sit the race out, bro. That's all you <laughs> got to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, it almost feels like he's, like, trying to price them out. He's like, yeah, let's raise the stakes. And then all, the other three are all like, wait, what? No one said about it. We're all, like, struggling. This isn't California, man. <laughs> Jesus. The humidity alone here means we spend way more on air conditioning. Come on. It's yeah. just <laughs> So yeah. But th- this is basically just this the scene to give you a street race uh, yeah. as your introduction, which is fine. Like I have no problem with that. Um yeah. But uh Eva Mendez is like watching Brian from the crowd and it's like, oh, why is she staring at him? Who is this? Yeah. Uh but then the cops show up and they specifically chase Brian and they set up these uh, electric like bolts. That they fire at cars to do... To, so this is just magic. <laughs> like this is actually just magic. But James Remar shows up, and the first thing you see him do is whip out this giant bolt cannon thing that it's fires. It's a grappling.
1: It's a grappling hook that's electrified that but latches into the car and somehow disrupts their entire electrical system. Yes. However. The part that gets me is, as we'll see later on in this movie, it's not, like, hooked up via a cord to, like, a power source that they've got back there. It's self-contained. Yeah, it's, it's just on its just own. just in the hook. That's the part that gets me that makes it magic. Here's the question. you need a lot of volts to make a car completely die.
0: Assuming it worked here, right? Mm-hmm. If you did this to, like, an electric vehicle, let's say a Tesla, because it's the most common one. Okay. If you fired us at a Tesla... Would it either be more effective because it's entirely functioning on electricity, or uh-huh. would it supercharge it like Thor firing at Iron Man?
1: <laughs> I think it would be more effective, not because it's all on electricity, but because the electricity would cause the battery in the car to explode, and everyone would die. Fair point. That's what would happen. <laughs> Fair point.
0: Fair point. Um, so what you're saying is when Thor zapped Iron Man, and he's like, oh, I'm supercharged, thanks for it. it, it what should have happened is that his heart should have exploded.
1: What should have happened is that the lithium batteries that he keeps in his back just <laughs> pff, just straight up explodes.
0: And before some nerds correct me, I know that he's got a fancy fictional arc reactor, which is like a super battery that could probably blah, handle it. Blah blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they arrest Brian, and I, I want to point out like a really weird directing choice here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they they get him to pull over, they surround him with cars, and he puts his hands up. It does this thing where it cuts in like three times really quickly into his eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, oh, pardon me. I'm not sure why that. Because cho- it, it's almost like they're doing the, you know, the, almost like the Kill Bill thing where it's zooming into the eyes, right? Yeah. But it's these quick cuts into the eyes. And it just felt like so stylistically, like nothing else in the rest of the movie. And it was early in the movie that, that I thought, oh, maybe they'll do more things like that. But it mm-hmm. was just kind of on its own and standalone. And it didn't fit anything that was in the first movie either. So I was just it really stuck out to me as a weird little touch. The,
1: the only thing it reminded me of was kind of like the GTA game over thing. You know, you get arrested by the police and then the screen just like goes gray and it's like game over, busted, stuff like that. I feel like it was that kind of vibe where it was like, Ah crap, Brian actually got arrested. This is the end of the line for him. And they were just trying to do like almost a video game ask like this is it sort of thing. Yeah, it was really. It was just overly dramatic. To, like, yeah, the fact that they don't do it at any other point felt very out of place. But like you said, it was early enough on in the movie that I don't think, in the moment, it really bothered anything.
0: Yeah, it just it, it it stuck out a little bit to me. It's just been really over the top as like a direction choice. But then it got worse when I got to the end and went, oh wait, like there was nothing else like that the entire time. Uh, but, yeah, they give him this choice, or not even a choice, but they like, they want to use him to go undercover and take down this guy. We'll clear your record, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and he wants his friend. Uh, so they go to this destruction derby that mm-hmm. that Roman is in, and Roman's not happy to see Brian. He immediately wants to fight him, and we effectively get a... Uh... And I think this is just showing that this movie has a little bit more personality than the last one, and the fact that they have this sort of, like... Fight, which is not a serious fight. Very quickly, oh, yeah. it's just them rolling around in the dirt like a couple of kids. With uh, the FBI guy, just kind of like he's literally show. eating popcorn. He is, yeah, and watching them eat. So
1: I, 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 I'm reminded of the fight scene between Brian and Van Vince in the first one, where it it is kind of that same sort of feel. it doesn't feel like it's choreographed. it's just the two of them rolling around on the ground,
0: yeah, together. but that one was maybe taken more seriously though
1: it was this one was yeah. because you had a dude. you had the f b i director just eating popcorn nearby, yeah, it felt like a joke,
0: yeah, and I think I mean you may even argue that this is kind of poking fun at that scene mm-hmm. in the last movie, uh, you know, uh yeah, possible, but um. Yeah, they bring him in. He's not happy to work with Brian. In fact, that was one of the other things I'd probably again critique the movie for is that I kind of felt like his turn to where he just started like, liking Brian again just kind of suddenly happens like for no real reason. Yeah, I
1: mean, it takes a few scenes. He doesn't do it as they say, hey, are you in or are you out? No, it no. takes
0: he, a he, while. He, yeah, he keeps sniping him with like comments for a while, but mm-hmm. th- it just kind of turns to a certain point where like, they're they're high-fiving each other, and, like, like they've got each other's backs all of a sudden. It's in fact, it's the yeah. same with, the, eventually there's a kiss between Eva Mendes and Brian, and it even though they've been kind of teasing, as a flirtation, the kiss comes out of goddamn nowhere.
1: That one was way standout for me, too. As soon as they kissed, I was like, I'm sorry, did I miss the first three of these? Because that kiss was just kind of like, a no, we've done this already.
0: Yeah, it felt like a kiss goodbye, because they're worried they're not going to see each other again, or something like that, and I'm like, yeah you've not kissed no. yet though you've, you've barely but, even admitted that there's like a a feeling uh, or something yeah here.
1: exactly and i i thought they were going to go the route of there was no feeling between them because the only thing that they showed up until then was basically Ava mendez getting a little bit handsy at one point in a club and that's it that's all they yeah, had it,
0: it was it was that and uh, brian when they're driving in the car together brian to show off does the uh I'm going to stare at you and speed up which i just thought was very reckless like i i was just oh, yeah. i was sitting thinking you're gonna hit some poor child on the road because you're not looking and
1: i i'm sure somewhere out there there's a recut video on youtube <laughs> of this scene and it's just this him colliding with a bunch of like pedestrians the whole way down and just keeps staring at Ava Mendez the whole time.
0: And she, she keeps staring back at him as well, yeah. yeah there's, yep. there's almost, it's almost like the scary movie version of this scene where they could redo it, but he's, just, he's hitting grannies and stuff on the way, but yep. they're just staring at each other into their eyes the entire time, don't give a shit. I'd love to see that. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're given cars uh, hmm. that you know, are repossessed or something.
1: Which, can I... Okay, so later on in the movie, they'll trade out for different cars, but... These are undercover operatives Mm -hmm. in South Miami. I understand that they are still racing cars, but like they didn't think, hey, maybe if we're going to be driving drugs or money or whatever this guy is going to want, we should have, I don't know, a Honda Civic. We should have a basic car that's going to blend into traffic. It just seemed weird to me that the government's like, no, no, no. We know you need neon yellow and bright royal purple. That's what's going to make you non-noticeable.
0: Yeah, it was green and purple, and the reason why oh, I remember green. is because they revealed them at the same time, and I went, oh, Joker colors. <laughs> oh, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, and obviously it's set up quite early on that these vehicles are like being tracked. They've got trackers on them and what the rest of it. Um, mm-hmm. So right away they're driving to the bad guy there's an addition with some other goons who are all driving and again this is what i was saying earlier how right from the get-go he wants two drivers because it's the the best pair that wins but he gives them this this test job which is my car was impounded a few days ago there's something important in the glove box so whoever goes and gets it and brings it back first you know gets the job or has the chance of getting the job so we get our sort of first big action sequence, which is all these, like there's like four pairs of guys all racing to get to this impound to to get whatever this item is. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the highway where they're dodging like trucks, they're weaving in and out of traffic. Uh, the big thing of course is that at this point, Brian and Roman are still kind of like, Roman's still being kind of competitive with them because he's still mad at them. So mm-hmm. there's, there's some dodgy driving from those two. Towards the end of it, for example brian to show off does a 180 and starts speeding backwards in front of him giving him the finger (laughs) what
1: (laughs) that's like i i i would be more okay with it if even in the plot of the movie it was just an empty stretch of highway and like he's just doing it to show off because there is nobody else around but like not 20 seconds before he decides to flip around and show off we have one of the other drivers get crushed by a semi under the back wheels
0: yeah it's actually an impressive little moment it's uh so basically brian and roman have both driven in between two semi trucks right so they've Mm -hmm. went through and sort of thread the needle but the trucks have sort of seen them and have started to like move closer together to be like ah, i f these guys so Mm -hmm. the guy behind them tries to squeeze through and gets kind of like squished and starts to scrape and any sort of like turns uh, into the yeah. wh- wheels and the back wheels of the semi truck just go over them and just crush yeah. the car. And it's an actual, at least it seems like an
1: actual car was used. Yeah, it looks like a stunt, yeah. It looks like they yeah. had
0: like a, obviously there's no driver in it. <laughs> but, right. Uh, but yeah, it looks like an actual sort of bit of demolition that yep. they've done which, you know, cool, fun. Uh, but yeah, there's multiple points... Maybe I'm just an old man, but there's multiple points in this movie where I'm like, Brian, this is dangerous driving. What are you doing? You're going to get someone killed. I'm
1: I'm all for the dangerous driving if it's just for pure recreational stuff. But like, their sole purpose is to get there as fast as possible and bring back this thing. And they're just, if not putting themselves in danger, bringing attention they... to themselves to get pulled over. There's that's, no that, that's reason true. for yeah. them to do it.
0: They're flaunting things about you, are right on that point. I think i look at it kind of like you know heroes with guns right a hero yeah. shouldn't want to kill as many people as possible but he'll do it if the situation calls for it. you know, john weck he's not going to go out and kill people just for the fun of it he's not trying to show off but when he's yeah. put in a situation he'll he'll do it he'll he'll, he'll take yeah. out the bad guys because it seems necessary right. i feel like the fancy like overly stunt driving should be like that as well where it's like you know, I'm that good that I can do anything, but I'm not going to put lives in danger. You innocent civilians who are driving on the highway, I'm not going to just put right. them in danger because I want to show off. <laughs> like, it should be, no, no, no. I have to pull off these fancy moves because it's life for death in this moment, you know? But it yeah. wasn't life for death in this moment. It was just, I'm going to turn around and flip him off because... Like, uh... if,
1: if there was a scene where one of the other drivers comes up on Brian's rear and does, like, a pit maneuver on him, and it forces him to drive backwards for a little while... I'd be okay with that. Oh, Because sure, yeah. that's him then doing it for the sole purpose of getting there. But instead, he's. They have multiple angles of him driving backwards, flipping the bird out the window, just for no reason. Besides, hey, isn't this cool? Yep. <laughs> so. And I do. I also want to point out at this point, because the cars are low jacked, the federal agents are looking at the GPS and they're like, ah, crap. They're
0: trying to run. Uh, that's, so they are. That's annoyed me so much. Because yeah. as soon as James Remar said these assholes are trying to run, I'm like, no, they're literally doing the, like they're 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 being tested by the back. Didn't Eva Mendes tell you this was going to be the test? Like
1: what? Even if she didn't know it was the test, just viewing what they would have seen is that their cars arrive and park at the guy's estate. They're there for about three minutes, and then they all of a sudden take off going somewhere else.
0: Yeah, they went there first. Yeah, if they were going to run, why wouldn't they just run immediately? Yeah. But no. Uh, it just it really upset me. You gave them cars and then you think they're suspicious because they're driving. Yeah. And later on when they're
1: try when he's trying to explain it, he doesn't. He just says, I thought you guys were running and they're like, Well okay. It's like that's not an explanation, he's this was the plan, guys. What did you think was going to happen?
0: Oh Jesus. So yeah, they get to the car, uh the other guys aren't very happy that they've got there first, so they try to shoot them.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, they pull out their guns, and then Remar shows up. Yeah,
0: then then the FBI or whatever shows up, and they start shooting. Uh, and I guess they wanted some drama, because, like... So, so Roman, like, fires a few shots back mm-hmm. towards the FBI guys, but doesn't hit anything. And even in the moment, I'm like, oh, I guess... He's probably just, like, trying to make it look convincing that they're not working with the, yeah. the cops, right? That's what he's doing. And mm-hmm. later on, when they're in an interaction with everyone again, like remar gets upset and like grabs and says don't you dare shoot me i'm a federal agent blah blah blah, blah. and yeah. i feel like it again it just immediately gets dropped no one kind of explains anything. and he never actually just says i was trying to make it look convincing that i wasn't working with you dipshit you yeah. know um because i think brian does say if he wanted to shoot you you would be dead which i guess is mm-hmm. all we get to say oh that's what he was doing he was just he was firing some phony shots just to make it look whatever yeah but yeah i yeah the whole thing's whatever uh so yeah, turns out what they got from the car was just a cigar, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, our villain says, "Yes, you're in. You're in now. You're going to be the drivers, and we're going to do this plan, and I'll pay a hundred grand for delivering that package to me." Uh, mm-hmm. and blah, blah blah. That's basically it. There's there's little moments though, like throughout where, um, like because Brian's clearly checking out Eva Mendes and the villains with her, he's getting all jealous, and he's like she's a beautiful woman isn't she yeah yeah she's gorgeous um and then he gets jealous because she touched brian's shirt at one point you know she like that he's buttoned up and that's
1: that's what i'm saying that's the only yeah. thing that happened that blended any sort of anything
0: and he's like Are you ever touch another man again i'll kill you <laughs> he's comically villainous like he really oh, yeah. is like and i'm not saying that he's unrealistic because there's absolutely guys who think like that but Mm-hmm. uh he yeah, is just comically villain uh in the movie so so
1: at that point they go back to the garage to basically figure out hey can we get the lojack off of this car and they say no it's wired into every single system the fbi is going to know where you are no matter what and then for some reason the bad guy which he has a name Varone, Verone's guys show up at the garage because they were tailing them and Roman lights their windshield on fire so that they can get away to talk to the FBI
0: guys. I mean, it worked. They they couldn't follow them with the windshield on fire. I mean,
1: yeah, but it's just, I out of all the things I expected out of that scene, he, he comes up, he does like spraying some cleaning solution or something on there and then he just lights it on fire. I didn't expect that one. It caught me off guard. I'll give it that.
0: Yeah, so at this point in the movie, they're kind of talking like maybe they're just going to like run with the money, mm-hmm. right? They're not going to actually turn it into the FBI or whatever. And they sort of tease that they might do that. Of course, at the end, they choose not to. And it's like, oh, no, we're actually noble. And we, you know, yeah. uh, we made sure they weren't going to screw us, so you know, we won't screw them kind of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, there is a portion where they're thinking, yeah, we need other cars so we can get away. And I feel like, Brian, you've been winning a lot of money in these street races. Can't you just go and, like, pick up a car but instead we get this section in the middle right where mm-hmm. two of the guys that were competing with for the job before uh the, the two that they kind of mentioned the most they, they called them fonzie uh that's not his name yeah. but that's what they called him uh like fonzie and fabio yeah it's like hey we're going to race you for pink slips and they arrange a race which uh kind of like referees and you know sukies there as well and it's mm-hmm. basically this like sort of tag team thing where all right, the first drivers are going to go up to this point, go around the barrel, come back, and it's not until they come back to this lane can the second drivers go. And then whoever yep. team gets back first uh, wins basically. Yep, gets both uh, cars. So it's okay, fair enough. Uh, the only thing I really want to point out here is there's a decent enough little scene where you know at first Roman is losing and gets back really late, uh, so Brian's kind of got his work out for him, so he actually played chicken because uh, the, the other guy's already turned and he's way back so brian yeah. has to play chicken with him to try and get him off the road to have a chance of catching up which he does uh the thing that really stuck out to me though is i can't remember if it was i think it maybe in the first two so it was when roman was racing the first guy mm-hmm. but he does like a he does something that feels like it breaks physics a little bit where was like a sa- he runs into the sign yeah it was like a sandwich board at the side of the road and he yeah. kind of hits the side of it and makes it spin round so it like lands on the road in front of the car behind them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you hit the side of that sign, it would just fly off the way you hit it. It wouldn't spin and land on the road. Well,
1: here's the thing. If a car hits the side of the sandwich sign that and it goes flying pretty easily into the middle of the road, that tells me the sign is not all that heavy. Mm-hmm. So even as Roman, I would just be like, I'm just going to run through the sign.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Is no big deal here, but uh, no. For some reason, he has to throw it off to the side of the road and loses like it, ten seconds.
0: Yeah, it just—it feels like it's so precise the way he makes it land just in front. It's, it's like a, uh, it's like he plays, it's like he's playing pool and he's in like a little trick shot where he just makes it land in front of him. And I'm like, there's it no felt, way you can be that precise with the corner of the car. Come on now.
1: It, it felt to me like one of the video game puzzles where, like, you know, the very <laughs> end of the puzzle is you got to push down like a tower or something like that that forms a bridge to something else. It's like, okay, well, you could probably could aim it a little bit, but there's nothing to say that that should ever work like that.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, it, it just stuck out to me. But yeah, when the ping slips uh, mm-hmm. and leave these guys standing there with no cars, uh, you never see them again. That's just the end of their 10 year. Yep.
1: Well, uh, they are no longer fast, they are only furious. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, so the two that won the cars are, are, are two fast people, and the two remaining are two furious people.
1: There you go. That's why the numbers are in the title. We're mm-hmm. actually counting off this scene.
0: So they go to the, this like fancy club that the villain wants to talk to them. Uh, and this is where the, the the slight bonding between Brian and Monica happens. Uh, but the main part of this is that F- Flash from Batman Begins is this corrupt detective whose job it is, from the villain's perspective, is to give them the 15-minute window to pull off. like, so Because he's got eyes on him. He wants all the eyes pulled away from him for 15 minutes so that they can uh, achieve this this goal.
1: Okay, so I have two thoughts on that. The first one, I just want to go back ever so slightly to when they start meeting in the club, because mm-hmm. this was the most awkward line read for me, like just in the entire movie, where uh, Eva Mendez, Roman, and Brian are all just standing in the front room of the club talking. And then Roman says something, I don't even know what that pisses off ava so they just stand there for like five full seconds and then roman says i'm gonna go take a piss and then he just leaves the scene (laughs) i don't i don't know what it was about that scene but i was like
0: did we just forget to say cut i don't know what happened i think that was yeah that's when he uh implies she's sleeping with the enemy or something like that right yeah uh
1: and i i understand wanting to play it off for an awkward beat but it needs to be awkward for the characters not for the audience i felt like (laughs) there was an issue with the editing of that scene
0: no that's fair that's fair uh the main thing though is this torture scene because the cop's Mm -hmm. saying he can't do it he can't like take all the eyes off them and his method of torture is to put a rat on his stomach and then put a bucket over the rat and then it's a metal bucket so he starts with a blowtorch on the bucket. The idea being that the rat will eventually start gnawing his way through his stomach to try and get away from the, the hot bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, very a lot. Surely there's easier ways of torturing someone, but fine. I mean, he obviously knows who the wife
1: and his kids are. I feel like that would be the easier way to go. Just be like, hey, we've got a guy trained on your wife and kids, and he'll kill them if you don't do what we say. But no, we need an immediate psycho moment so that we can really know that varone is not playing around here
0: no yeah this is not dom from the last movie this is no this is a proper villain uh Mm -hmm. so yeah and for yeah eva mendez is asked to like hold his mouth shut whilst he's screaming and she Mm -hmm. does it but she clearly looks uncomfortable the entire time and this is after this scene where roman's like see she was into that sick shit she's she's got a fetish for violence and i'm like what are you talking about she looked disturbed the entire time
1: (laughs) even if she didn't brian that makes the obvious comeback of like she's also undercover she needs to play the role man that's <laughs> what she's here for
0: yeah so i actually i guess now that i'm thinking about it maybe it's not as much of a weird inconsistency as i thought but i actually when i was watching the movie i got confused because a big part of the plan uh when all this starts happening right is <laughs> they get the money from this location which is just this little rv style home uh, wherever and mm. they've got the money in the cars and they're like the local police uh... oh, well, you,
1: skipped over, you skipped over the one best scene in the movie which is Paul Walker wakes up to Ava Mendez next to him in bed and she oh, yes. warns him that the, she overheard that Barone is going to shoot them after they deliver the money to the airstrip and this is the first time we've heard anything about the airstrip She's saying that's the end goal. We're going to this airstrip. So, as she's there warning him, Verone's guys show up and start poking around because I guess they realize she was gone and they think they might she might have come here to, I guess, make out with Paul Walker. But well, Roman thinks that that as as well.
0: He he walks in and sees her and immediately just thinks, oh, she spent the night here.
1: But like. They didn't, but then they still kiss as if they did. That's what bothers me.
0: Yeah, no, no, I wasn't even intentionally trying to skip over it. I was just, I was think because we were talking about this plan and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I was the part of the, the plan that I had a problem with is mm-hmm. there's a whole big plan that once the police start chasing them, the local cops immediately come after them once they've got the money, and yeah. all I could think first of all is why haven't the FBI just told the local cops? I mean, I guess because they're worried about a mole to tell yeah, the, the bad that, guy. Okay. Which they is said fair, that earlier. Which is fair mm. enough. But I thought this whole, I need 15 minutes of time so that they can drive the stuff to me, I thought that included, like, this part of it as well. I didn't get that this... Because they yeah. have a whole plan in place to trick the cops because they're expecting to be followed that involves a lot of street racers driving a lot of cars, right? Yeah. <laughs> And I thought, wait, why were you assuming you were going to get, like, followed? Because I thought the whole point was is you had 15 minutes of, like, time to, to do it without... Well, that was that
1: was the thing in the movie. This one, I think, actually was explained in that... Okay, go on. They, they had the dirty cop and they said, okay, dirty cop, you work for me and you have all of these guys who are watching me. But because you're in control of them, I'm never actually caught. I need you to pull them off... And make sure they don't do anything for just 15 minutes. And that's what he agrees to at the end of the torture scene. But when it comes time for the actual scene, he's all the people are calling in saying, there's movement at the house, there's movement, should we move in? And he goes, no, everyone stay put, no one do anything. And it's only after he gets a crisis of conscience that he's like, damn it, alright, everyone move in. He actually disobeyed Varone in that scene, and he didn't give him the full 15 minutes okay that that's what happened
0: there well no there's a but there's i still feel like he did what he was supposed to though because like Varone still got away undetected to his boat right so he's waiting by his boat
1: but the the whole thing is that they were it's not about Varone. it's about getting the money out of that neighborhood that's what was supposed to be the 15 minutes for them to be able to get the money out of that neighborhood onto the
0: road but what are they swooping in to arrest them for exactly in this scene
1: because they know that those are Verone's people. They're not coming in to arrest Verone, they're just coming in to stop this massive drug money being moved. That's why That's why the FBI is so pissed off, because the local PD is jumping the gun, and they're making it so they can't actually arrest
0: Verone. See, you, this doesn't feel like it's as straightforward uh, or yeah, as I, explained. as you're saying it as as
1: I mean, maybe it's not, but I felt I, like I followed it pretty straightforward. I, maybe I'm just linking together things no, that we never get actually the, did.
0: I get the local PD are, are like jumping the gun. I get that part. But it right. just I thought that this also was included in the fifteen minutes thing. I didn't get that he I don't know. Like, I, I you, thought you thought that the entire
1: operation all the way down to the airstrip was going to take fifteen minutes, and he would have been gone by then.
0: Yes, yes that, that yes. was that was the impression I had from the second they, they talked about this window. Is that, that was going That's to be the, that was going to be the race against the clock? Uh,
1: I I took it as there are people trained on his house, and he wants to make sure that those people are not paying attention to the house, or at least not able to move. Until they managed to get far but enough it, away, it, that's what I took the fifteen minutes
0: to be. But in I, I, no point though, no. like, is it, you're even saying like the FBI are pissed because uh, the local PD are jumping the gun, which means mm-hmm. they never expected them to like swoop in as if they're coming out to arrest someone. And exactly what are the local PD trying to accomplish? Like again, I go back to the question, like, so what? You find them with a bunch of this money that doesn't catch the main guy you want. That-
1: yeah, but that's just it. The P- the PD, I think they also they didn't know if Verone was actually there or not. I think they were... Pro- if I had to guess, and okay. this part is not in the movie. This is not at all. But if I had to guess the PD is that they know all of this money, all this stuff. This is Varone's, like, stack house. They just brought it in here. They know that if they get the lower level guys connected to Varone, they're hoping that one of them will flip and give them actual Varone.
0: I think I think the problem here, I guess the key thing that's... that's uh... sticking point for me here is that i don't Mm -hmm. think they really properly ever get across exactly what the local pd what their goal is or what they're trying to accomplish right
1: oh yeah no i think that's That's the problem here
0: is that i I don't understand what they're doing in this scene uh because they're immediately coming after these guys and they've not really done anything wrong in the context of the scene so i'm not sure why they're jumping you know well
1: i'm it's a problem in this movie is that the local PD is both incompetent because they are unable to see the bigger picture here, but also hyper competent in that they have 700 police cars that are always perfectly ready
0: wherever they need them to be. But, but, yeah, there's also like, no inciting moment that's like, okay, this is why we should jump in now and try and arrest them. Well, there's nothing. I mean, it's,
1: it's just because I. the way that I saw it was that Varone specifically told this guy, do not get involved. Do not caused the cops to come in so then when all the cops are saying something's going down Flass because I don't know his actual name <laughs> Flass says hey Varone doesn't want me to get involved I'm having a crisis of conscience. I'm going to say get involved anyway even if it ends up being but nothing if Varone didn't want them to get involved it's enough for him to say the right thing is to get involved
0: I also think there's a poor bit of explanation here because they set up that he's just a detective in charge of the surveillance of, of Varone's mm-hmm. house they do not imply that he has the power to, like, hold back the entire force from oh, making no. a bust. Like, not that is all. not set up. So, I, again, I didn't even... I guess I didn't even really connect, like, the the cops all making their move to him, to be honest, because I didn't I think mean, he had the that power. Thing,
1: the only thing that told me he did have that power is that someone called in saying there's something going on, and he said, everyone stand down, and then he said, everyone go in. Yeah, I, I, That's I, the only thing that told me he had the power is that he
0: Well, yeah, yeah, but at the house he he's in yeah. charge of surveying the house this money being picked up somewhere else is nowhere near the house why does he have anything to do no he's not
1: he's not surveilling uh verone's house he's not surveilling like the place the you know the breaking badesque pool scene and all that stuff he's not at that location he's at this other location where verona is keeping his stuff cuz you could see the undercover cop um, the one who was dressed up like Trailer Trash, she was in the background of most of those shots. They were all keeping track of this particular building because they know it belongs to Varone. Oh,
0: okay. I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> I I was half asleep or something. I I, I missed that. I did fair. not get that they were watching this place at all. I thought they were watching where Varone lived.
1: Yeah, no. That's why they were saying there's movement going on right here because they were doing that. There were also FBI agents and stuff watching Varone's actual place because one of like the lawns... Guardman called in saying like oh, Verone's on the. Well, mood, okay, he's actually, his so way the,
0: now. the the weird thing about this entire debate is is that it actually means my first complaint that I said that I think I figured out and why why it was okay is valid mm-hmm. again. Which is, if they thought they were getting fifteen minutes of clear time, why did mm-hmm. they have this huge plan with like hundreds of people? for a distraction i have no
1: idea that doesn't make any sense except they wanted the set piece i have no answer for that
0: because before the plan goes down they go to ted and say hey is this the place to like you know launch this plan you don't know quite what they're doing yet and it's basically Mm. the plan to confuse the cops into one not following them specifically but also switching to different cars
1: yes Uh, so they can get out of the gps of the government cars
0: yeah so you know they, they go into this building this garage and um I said that weird garage. I thought I saw combined the American and UK way of saying <laughs> garage. Uh, but yeah, they go into this garage and then the doors open, the shutters open, and then just hundreds of like race cars come out. Mm. And uh, specifically the cars they were in are being driven by other characters now, and they're in these other cars, which they've rigged the passenger seats because like uh, the bad guy's two goons, who have yeah. been very angry looking at the main characters the whole movie, are sitting with them to make sure they still do what they're supposed to They've fitted those seats with ejector buttons so they can jettison
1: them outside the car. Which, I gotta admit, so there's this whole scene beforehand of them doing some crazy-ass driving to be able to get to this point. Mm -hmm. To get to the part where they do the scramble of all the different cars. And by the time they finish this scene and they escape in different cars, the two goons almost seem to be like buddy-buddy. Do you know, I almost wish them. they went
0: further with this, yeah, like, there's this sort of almost gag at this point where they've been so angry, they've wanted to fight the two main characters the whole time, the whole movie, mm-hmm. and then after this, like, moment where they they get out scramble and they're doing all this fancy driving, there's a moment where, like, the bald guy sitting next to, uh, to Brian just turns and goes, hey man, you're a good driver. He's like, thanks bro. <laughs> and then <laughs> they, they, they both seem like they're impressed with who they're sitting next to after this point. But then, when we get to like the the showdown, where like they they have to kill Brian, because like okay, mm-hmm. this time he finished the plan. He just kind of seems like he's back to being himself again.
1: I mean, yes, but I also like the fact that he he didn't just do it out of anger at Brian. He does have that moment to stop and say like, "Hey, man, I'm just doing my job." Like he's <laughs> justifying it. Sure, it's not going to change the end result, but he's saying like, I, I, "This is no hard feelings. This is just business."
0: You've won me over with your driving. You you, you impressed me dearly today, but I must kill you, I'm afraid. You have made me crap my
1: pants more times than I can count, but you've done good, kid.
0: Yeah, so... uh, Yeah, it feels... Because they clearly have this plan in mind, and I I guess, like, their idea... I suppose if I'm justifying it, their idea was that they wanted to trick the FBI, so the plan was that they still had to have this scramble to confuse them. Although Mm -hmm. that wouldn't necessarily... need all the other cars it would just need like them to swap cars with you know two people yeah right it wouldn't need the 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 hundreds of cars you know
1: there were like 700 police cars chasing after them which i know they couldn't predict anyway but apparently they're psychic that's the only way you had this many cars to stop all those cops
0: well that's the that's the key problem though is that as far as the plan was concerned that shouldn't have been happening so Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong People might just say it's a contingency. And yeah, if they just said we had a contingency in case things go south, that'd be fine. But they never, ever, ever, like, bring anything like that up. They, they, no. they, this is, just seems to be what the plan was. It's almost as if they bit. always expected to be chased by a, a, an army of police.
1: It reminds me slightly, and in a much worse way, but of uh, that the most famous drive scene from Baby Driver. Hmm. If you're familiar with that, where you know the the people who actually rob the bank, they think, okay, we're gonna just take an easy route from A to B, but it's only the driver who has this backup plan of all these crazy things to do in order to shake off the police. It strikes me in that same sort of way.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think it's just because the plan is so elaborate with so many people helping. Oh yeah. Like you have to like. I don't know. It just it feels that like this is still plan A. Like it, it, there's so much yeah. involved getting into it that it's just plan A, and it just kind of. Came off that way well, me.
1: well, then we get the part where it has to diverge. So Roman pulls the ejector seat on his guy and he just goes flying out the door and Brian is about to pull the ejector seat on his guy but then the guy says, hey, you're going to be taking this different exit and it's not leading to the airstrip and it turns out that they're using that as the, oh, we tricked you, we knew that you were or we were at least testing you to see if you were part of the feds and the feds did raid the airstrip at this point, so now they're meeting up somewhere else. Everything's yeah. Gone but south.
0: basically, he fed Eva Mendez wrong information, so he he knows she's dirty, or mm-hmm. well, the opposite. He knows she's clean, I guess, because he's, clean, cause he's yeah. dirty. He's a, he's the villain, but you know what yeah. I mean. Uh, and Brian realizes in the moment when he's told this that he got that information from her, so he immediately is like, "Oh shit, she's in trouble." So he's mm-hmm. he's staying as the hero. He wants to try and save her.
1: And again, I think this could have been the moment where they finally do that is Eva Mendes duplicitous thing, where it's like, oh, did she purposely feed me wrong information to get me in trouble? But they never play with that, and they no. immediately shoot it down in the next scene.
0: No, no. Uh, so, yeah, Brian shows up. Of course, the villain was always going to kill them. That's what he even you know, yeah. said earlier on, and Mendes told them that.
1: And now they're at a boat instead of a plane.
0: Yes, yes. The, the alternative route for escaping the country. Mm-hmm. And yeah i mean ultimately brian almost gets shot but roman shows up to save him uh mm-hmm. last second uh which leads to our other big so the first big set piece that i said kind of was like a hint of things to come was the you know the the truck going over the car uh mm-hmm. the second big set piece that was hint hint of things to come and you realize it's like wait a minute the, the boat's already left the dock and he's he's kidnapped mm-hmm. eva mendez you know the villain's gonna keep her as a sex slave or something i don't know what he's gonna do but they're they're driving off in the boat and Brian's, like, racing with Roman in the passenger seat, like, down the road next to the water, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I feel, like, in my head, I feel like there's only one way to make these two things converge, and it's the car jumping to the boat, and sure I mean, enough, they literally
1: have Roman sit there going, like, car, boat, car, <laughs> ah, crap.
0: <laughs> so, yes, luckily there's a, a road that's enough of a an incline to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, is it's the same problem as speed, where it's like they have to jump this big gap, and there shouldn't really be a ramp that put, sends them up the way, but there is just because there has to be. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So yes, uh, he aims the car just right so it lands on the boat, and uh, they get the body. I mean that's basically it because uh, you know ultimately, yeah. you know the bad guy is kind of knocked down and loopy and Eva Mendes grabs the gun, and that's it. Uh, yeah. You know, final little character point is that. Uh, you know roman was keeping half the money but then when james remar sort of like comes through and says yeah your record's clean you know that's what we said so you know mm-hmm. he decides to give it over and say nope since since you were a man of your yep. word you can have the rest of the money although he does keep a little bit of it in his uh jeans
1: oh yeah i I think that the the implication is brian does too they're like yeah we yeah. kind of filled up our pockets beforehand t he
0: yeah um so, they're going And, then, open, there's, and then there's and then there's this
1: scene of him basically saying uh to Ava Mendez like, "Yeah, no, we're cool, but like we're not actually a thing." So,
0: so long. I mean, I, she looks back at him as she's walking away, which I think was meant to be like if we get her back for a possible sequel that he's also hmm. in and we can keep it going as if like ah, there's still a chance of a romance. Yeah, uh, I don't think she ever comes back though. I could be wrong, but I don't think I she I mean,
1: does. I don't I kinda wanna just be surprised, you know? Why not? I could look it up. I don't wanna
0: Yeah, no, I suppose. Well we'll we'll discover it if it happens. Mm-hmm. Um
1: yeah. No no, no post credit scene in this one, thankfully. No. No. Although there is the first half of the credits is just a PS two game like Gran Turismo from back in the day. With the text over top of it because it is not good special effects.
0: No, that's okay. It can be cartoony for the titles, though. that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's just whatever. Um, yeah, I think you know, in talking about the plan, I, I uh, the the plot of the movie, I appreciate that it's paced like a heist movie where it's like, oh, we're building up to this thing and we're going to pull it off, and it achieves that pacing. I do think the actual details are a bit fuzzy and like why they need two drivers. The fact that we had to sit and debate like exactly the involvement of the police in the third act and yeah. how much of that was expected by the characters was a little bit unclear because it felt like the characters didn't expect anything, but they planned for it as if they did.
1: Yeah, I think that's the one thing in heist movies is that you don't want to know the entire plan going into it, but yeah. once it's done, you need to feel that you could see how they could plan for everything, and they didn't quite do that for this. I think that they did the police stuff fine. My problem is when it came to that hundred car garage mm. scramble scene. That it felt like there's no way they should have had any reason to think they'd need that and yet they did.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I think I just I misunderstood when he said they had his eyes on his house. I thought he meant his home, not mm. his safe house or his, you know, yeah. his money his, house, his flop house. Yeah. So I never quite got that and that kind of confused that part of it for me but like otherwise like it is better than the first one it has a little mm-hmm. bit more personality because it feels a bit light-hearted which it should uh it was in dire need of that but you know you still have paul walker as the lead which is not great uh his kind of romance with eva Mendes is not great uh there are plot threads that just kind of feel you know the villain's quite hammy um mm. which is fine in the context of this type of movie i suppose but it never felt like a, a villain that was personal. And, you know, it felt like it was really trying hard by the end to, like, oh, we're we're supposed to care because he might hurt Eva Mendez's character and Brian's going to be the hero to try and, like, save her. But it was right. never, like, a personal thing before then where it's like, oh, there's a reason for, like, us, like the main character to really want to get back at the villain or, oh, yeah. you, know, it, you know, it never really became anything more than the simple thing that it was. I mean, I think the only way you were going to have that is if, like i don't know there was some scene where the villain attacked
1: Tej at his garage or something yeah for some reason. that's the only way you were ever going to have that motivation
0: and he was well liked by all the characters so that's the sort of character you would do that with That you know mm-hmm. he came in and like to make a statement like oh you're like because you set my guy's car on fire like we're going to come and break his legs or something and yeah that would be like okay now it's like personal now they've got a reason to like what to like take this guy mm-hmm. down or something? nope.
1: they just do it because they're firm believers in law and order, and criminals must be brought to justice. Unless those criminals are street racing, then they can yeah.
0: escape. So I, I guess what I'm saying is, is, it never really felt like the stakes were that high. I and mean, when they tried to pretend that they were higher right at the very end, it just kind of felt mm-hmm. like, eh, you know, you're just kind of doing this last minute. It doesn't feel like it's yeah. Built I mean, to especially
1: this. because it was in the in the first movie, there was this whole thing of them trying to stop this heist as it's happening. Like, they are stealing things and it's trying to stop it as it's happening. Whereas in this movie, his whole thing now is he's got the money. He just is trying to escape. He's trying to evade justice. It's not so much as him committing a crime as it is him just leaving. So it feels a little bit less impactful there as well that they're not racing against the clock to stop, like, a murder or even just a normal theft.
0: Yes. Yeah... Which is, again, it was why it's weird they didn't play up the drama of, like, you know, which side is she on? Is she actually really super mm-hmm. villainous? Like, they never really try and play with that. Uh, which oh. is... Which I'm not even saying that I would have liked that, necessarily. It's just weird that they didn't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's why I think you said at the beginning. It comes back to they just wanted to have a fun little action movie where you didn't have to worry too much about, oh, where do the allegiances lie? Who can we really trust? It's a, no, just... You, anyone that we say is a good guy is a good guy, anyone we say is a bad guy is a bad guy, and that's all yeah, you which, gotta
0: know honestly I, I'm fine with that being the philosophy of the movie, like I really am, I, I think mm-hmm. I would just say well in that case you just give me stakes and that the villain is a really bad guy and mm-hmm. you know, have him do something bad that makes us want the heroes to get to him uh, but I think that's maybe part of the problem is that up until the last second it's like oh we're just gonna run away, we don't really care and yeah. it's just that one last little bit, it's like oh no, maybe she's in trouble, maybe we have to go in uh, so it feels kind of low stakes for a lot of it just because even though, yeah, okay, he's probably going to kill them, but they're also good drivers. They can just drive away. Like once they, the once, oh, the, yeah. once they've set up these ejector seats, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, okay, they could just, you know, jettison them and get, get gone. Which
1: it's I fine. was, I was actually disappointed. I know they played it up for a laugh, quote unquote, of Brian's ejector seat, not working. Mm hmm. I, I really wanted to see the ejector seat and what it would do while the car is just sitting still. Because obviously when the car is going 60 miles an hour down the highway, the seat gets pushed out. Things happen because he's tumbling down the highway. I wanted to see what would actually happen I when would, the car is well, just
0: still. It would probably still like eject him out, but he would just sort of like go woofed and just like fall over. It would just sort yeah. of like land right next to the car, obviously. It, it,
1: he wouldn't just go flying 50 feet.
0: No. Nah. Uh, he'd be like right there. Like Brian would have to like... Just- take off immediately to not get yeah. a shot because the guy would pretty only take much. like a 30 seconds after that to sort of compose himself and be like alright oh,
1: that was a mild inconvenience <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: alright well I guess that pretty much does it <laughs> uh, the
1: only thing I want to bring up because we made such a point of it last movie is yeah. last movie with the ADD soundtrack I think this one did a much better job at when it played music it was just the song
0: it, st- it still had a lot of songs. It still was still going for a certain type of soundtrack, but yeah, it didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was as erratic in the way yeah. it changed between songs. So points were points are due, I suppose. Yep. So yeah, I guess uh, I guess we'll rate the movie. What are you giving yeah. Too Fast, Too Furious? I mean, did
1: I think I had fun with it? Yes. Do I think it's a great movie? No. I, I, There's not much that can really be said about it in justifying the score. I think I'm just going to give it just a flat six. I think that it's a turn your brain off and you'll like it sort of thing. But if you go into it looking for anything deeper than that, it's going to disappoint you the whole way down. And if you do think about the plot, oh boy, you're going to have, I have problems a feeling with the choices.
0: that mantra is going to be true for a lot of this franchise. Yep so then it just comes brilliant.
1: down to then the rating is all going to come down to how enjoyable is it once i turn my brain off
0: yeah like i say i still had a lot of, obviously i don't like paul walker as an actor i think he's really bland and mm-hmm. i think that's an issue for the movie i think this movie would be helped tenfold if you had like a charismatic lead to you know an action star who like carries the movie like if mm-hmm. you put i don't know who you'd put in here's the sort of the the, the the stunt driver role but you know like there's some movies that stallone was in for example that would probably be under the same level of quality as this but they're elevated because stallone's got this presence he's this guy who you know or arnold or whoever you know, pick your action star right uh paul walker does not do that in fact if anything he actively detracts from uh the movie so uh, that plus the plot problems and just you know the the various things we've talked about uh i i think it just kind of works out to be not offensively bad uh, I don't think it's good either. So for me, this is a straight five.
1: Okay, fair enough. So now the real question, though. Obviously, you were very harsh on the last movie, and I wasn't that fond either. But I was better than you. We came down to a cut from the collection on that. Does mm-hmm. this one
0: fare any better? No, I don't think so. I, no, I, I don't think it because. Is... <sighs> I don't think it's good enough to even consider having. I think it's like, it's still in cut. It's not a harshest cut from the collection, but it's still a mm. cut from the collection. I, I still wouldn't recommend it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to imagine if I was trying to get Fast and Furious movies, would I be like, ah, yes, Too Fast, Too Furious, The Epitome? No. <laughs> Of course not, and that's that's I think the bigger issue is we're going to hit this franchise overall is that this is still in the stumbling period where it's trying to figure out what it is. I mean, for and as al- such, none of them are really hitting that hard.
0: Yeah, for a lot a lot of people, it really just starts at five, and maybe that's where we'll turn around and start saying, ah, it's more cutting the close now because it's maybe yeah. a bit more entertaining. But uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I still think it's cutting. I, I, yeah. I still wouldn't recommend it. I'll
1: go with that. I'm All not right. that against it.
0: Oh well there you go. Uh that is Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, next time oh, we'll be Fast and the or sorry, the Fast and the Furious. I have to specify the this because there's a sequel that takes the this away. So there is
1: no reason that any franchise should make you actually clarify the the's and yes. A's,
0: but here we are. We have to because this is it's important now for this movie. <sighs> so yes, the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift is the third movie and we'll see how that is uh, next time. But uh, yes, let us know what you think of Too Fast, Too Furious in the comments uh, below. Um, Yeah, like, subscribe, ding the bell, notifications, all that stuff helps us out a lot, of course, and you can support all the content and get bonuses over at patreon.com slash malefuzzTV. Bonus episode for Fast and Furious. Uh, We still don't know what it is because it's a vote, uh, but you'll know by now because it'll be up. Uh, But uh, so there's a bonus episode at the $3 tier every month uh, that relates in some way to whatever the uh, current theme is on the main show. And at the five dollar tier, there's collector's cut extra reels, which is a so bad it's good movie. Hopefully, every month uh, <laughs> that we review. Uh, so yes, we've done things like Dangerous Men, Miami Connection, Deadly Prey, Gone with the Pope. What do you think's this month's entry?
1: Oh my God. I'm not sure. Gone with the Pope is this? No, that was, was last it? month's. Yeah, we don't that know what this month Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah, know, yeah, know what this month's, month's is
0: yet. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh but there'll be one. There'll be one uh soon. So uh also there's bonuses for other shows as well over on Patreon. But uh yes, uh please do. And I'll thank our Patreon producers uh right now. Thank you to Tyler Hess and the Palacios board now, Chris From Moy, David Brown and Al Treisman. Uh thank you very much to everyone uh, who supports us. Uh in any way. Uh, so thank you very much. This has been the Collector's Cut. We'll see you next time. Keep watching movies and you do well. That, Two collectors, two cut.